Good morning. Welcome to Buck Banter. Buck Banter is brought to you every other Friday at this time by the Alpine ISD. And with me in the studio this morning is the Alpine ISD Superintendent, Dr. Michelle Reinhardt. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Alpine. We are so happy to have you here on this uh, pretty little bit brisk morning and, and for the uh, month of October. It feels pretty nice out there. It's and, a beautiful uh, fall day. We get about four of these, you know, in between summer and summer coming back and then a little bit of winter. So. But fall actually came in when it's supposed to this year. Yes. You know, usually we're st- sometimes still pretty warm at this time. Yes, so sir. It, it, it has been nice. And uh, yeah, it puts that little snap in the ear, get a little in your step. Yes, excited to be back with everyone today. Lots of fun things to talk about in the middle of October. Um, we're going to talk about some of the events that are happening this month. October is both Principal Appreciation Month, but also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So share a few things there. Wear pink. Yes, yes. We're t- going to talk about school finance. Lots to know there, especially as we're about to enter into a legislative session here in Texas in January. And then some culture builder spotlights to celebrate amazing staff members who are building our ideal culture on our campuses every day in Alpine ISD. So that's what we're going to chat about this morning, Martin. Well, let's start off with the uh, uh, Principal Appreciation. All right. So October is Principal Appreciation Month. And y'all, I wanted to start a little bit with what I believe. And I believe that leadership matters. It matters in the superintendent's office. It matters in the principal's office on each campus and at all levels of an organization. And I believe that our leaders set the tone for our collective cultures. If our leaders are focused on excellence, joy, relationships, and growth, then our campuses will be too. And so this is such an honor and such an important thing to appreciate our principals. I remember when I was a teacher and I thought about um, the principalship and I was clear, never wanted to be a principal, definitely never wanted to be a superintendent because what I thought- Never say never. Right, here I am, here I am. Uh, What I thought our principals did was I was like, man, I think they just deal with mad people all the time. Like I think they just deal with concerns. And yes, that's part of what they do. They do handle concerns from students, teachers, and parents. But y'all, there is so much more to that role, and we are blessed with the best here in Alpine. So I want to share with you a little bit about some of the other things that our principals do an amazing job of um, as we celebrate them throughout this month. So um, here's some other things that we may or may not know that principals do behind the scenes and on their campuses to lead us towards excellence. Our principals are our lead strategic planners on their campuses, which means they lead planning processes to help us meet our district goals and to improve every campus um, continually. They also provide coaching and feedback to all members of their campuses while also demonstrating being coached and growing their own practice themselves. They are also responsible for human capital and talent management, which means recruiting great teachers and then also supporting, retaining, and helping our current staff grow to their next level of teaching excellence as well. They set the expectations, high expectations for their campus and make sure that we have a safe environment on our campuses. They also are responsible for coordinating student support services. What does each child on your campus need in order to be successful? And are they getting the supports that they need? And then one of my favorite, one of our big foci this year is about involving families and the community to coordinate and involve um, family and community involvement so that people feel like part of the district. 
district, which we all are. So again, just a small snapshot of the wide breadth of what actually happens in this role. And again, the power of leaders to set the tone, set the vision, and help a campus move towards its goals. And we have some very good leaders in, in the in the role of principals here in Alpine. We absolutely do. And so, y'all, at Alpine Elementary, we are so blessed to have Mr. Curtis Wubina serving as our principal. At Alpine Middle School, we are so blessed to have Mrs. Judith Pardo Alferez serving as our principal. And at Alpine High School, we are so blessed to have Mr. Jarrett Vickers serving as our principal. And I hear so much great feedback from our staff from our students and also from our parents about what an incredible job these three individuals are doing, um, creating the, the culture that we want and striving towards excellence on their campuses. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to them. And so here's my call to action to y'all if you're listening today. If you have been seeing the positive impact of one of these principles, so either maybe you have a student on that campus, maybe you don't, but you're just seeing um, through Facebook, through uh, word around town, what have you, the positive impact that these principles have had on our campuses, please share that with them. Please share that with them. How could you do that? You can drop them an email. You can find their email addresses on our website, alpine.esc18.net. And I'd encourage you, take a minute, drop them an email with a few words about the good that you are seeing and how it is related to their actions. That will just speak life into them and confirm the great work that they're doing every day. Well, I can tell you this. Last night I went to the uh, Kiwanis dinner over at the elementary school and yes the principal was there so he was there way after hours so another thumbs up to him going above and beyond every day so yes we are blessed you'll hear more about our principals when we get together again in two weeks martin but for today i just wanted to talk really about the role of the principal why that matters and give a shout out to our amazing principals across alpine isd all right and we mentioned earlier it is november and it is breast cancer excuse me october October. No, what did I say? Oh November. my, November. Yeah, I'm already going ahead. Ahead You're of ready. Month. You're ready. October. It is. Yes, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Maybe I celebrate it two months. You there don't you know, go. right? Go there, for it. Go. go for it. Yes. Okay. So we want to talk a little bit about October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, we are having a special pep rally next Friday, October 21st, at 11:25 a.m. And our high school pep rallies are always open to the public, so come anytime. But y'all, this is one that you are not going to want to miss. This pep rally is going to be a joint effort between our high school cheer team, our middle school cheer team, and also our high school student council. And they will be honoring breast cancer survivors at this particular pep rally, again, October 21st, 1125 a.m., by inviting breast cancer survivors to the pep rally and to be celebrated there at the pep rally. So... If you are a breast cancer survivor or you know a local breast cancer survivor, please invite them. We would love to be able to honor them and their journey at this pep rally. If you are coming or you uh, have another survivor friend or family member who's coming, please email Linda Morris. She's our cheer coordinator with their name and the number of years that they have been cancer free. And her email is lmorris at alpineisd.net. Um, also, no, I wanted to. At e- ES, yeah, I think that's 18. a typo on my notes. Okay, actually. okay, I think that's a typo. But and her email is on our website too. But Linda Morris, if you can reach out to her and let her know that you'll be coming again, um, if you are a survivor or you know and love a survivor, please invite them out to be honored at this event. Breast cancer awareness is so important, and I wanted to share a little bit of a personal story on this from my family's history. My grandma um, Beverly Scarborough. Um, uh, contracted breast cancer when she was 35 years old and two years later at 37 she passed away from it 
And at that time, she left behind five young children, the oldest of which, my mother, was 12 years old. And so we think about the impact that this disease has had generationally on families and continues to have. And we've come a long way since 1970, but there is still work to do, especially around growing awareness and growing support for, um, for a cure and for moving towards um, better treatments that help prolong lives and can keep more um, people here with us. So just wanted to remember and honor my grandma, my grandma Bev. I'm actually honored to be named after her. Most people do not know my first name is Beverly, but I go by my middle name, Michelle. And that comes from my grandma Bev, um, who had passed away over 50 years ago. Now, now a reminder that you don't have to be elderly to have, get breast cancer. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, let's uh, shift gears a little bit, talk a little dollars and cents and go into some school finance. Yes. And you're going to hear us talk about school finance a lot. And that's because many factors, but one is the state legislature convenes or reconvenes in January, convenes in Texas every two years. And one of the big foci of our state legislature is education. So about, I want to say a third to a half of the different bills that they put forward during that time are focused on education. And a lot of that also focuses on school finance. And so it's really important that we know going into a legislative session, a little bit about our state funding system and how it impacts us here locally. So first I'll say, y'all this is a complex system I think there are all of four people this is maybe even an, an overestimate four people in the state of Texas who fully understand every aspect of the school finance system so our goal with these little snippets is not to get into the weeds of all of it but it is important for our community to understand both the key drivers of school finance and also its bottom line effects here in Alpine ISD so some of these key drivers we've talked about in the past, Martin, we've talked about attendance, we've talked about enrollment. Those are big focus areas here in Alpine ISD and areas that we're really making traction on. We've talked in the past about property value evaluations and differences between, say, local CAD um, property values and the, those in the state comptroller's office. But today I want to take a different, uh, a different approach and, and showcase another aspect of state finance. Specifically, I want to talk about inequities that exist in the state's funding formula, and that's what we're going to dig into. So to do this, I'm going to compare two amazing districts. I'm going to compare Rankin ISD and Alpine ISD. But two definitely different ones. Two different ones. Lots of similarities, though. So both excellent districts, both here in Region 18 in West Texas. Rankin is about an hour south of Midland, so about two hours east of us here in Alpine. But you're going to see a lot of differences here in terms terms of how the school finance formula benefits one district over the other. So let's look at that um, and just kind of talk about how this shakes out. So for context, Rankin serves about 300 students and Alpine serves about 960. So we're about three, three times, times bigger, roughly. But both districts have an $11 million budget. How, how can, yeah, how how can, can that be? Like, where does that come from when we're serving three times as many children? And you might be thinking, well, maybe maybe demographics are different. Maybe um, Rankin has a much higher free and reduced price lunch or poverty um, concentration in the district. Actually, that's not true. We have a higher level of poverty. So what's kind of going on there that causes this discrepancy where they would serve a third of the kids, but with the same amount of money? Or vice versa, we would serve three times as many kids with no additional money. 
So as a side note here, I wanted to mention that what we're talking about with these budgets is what's called our M&O or our maintenance and operations budget. This is our daily and monthly operations costs. So this is not talking about what the state calls INS or interest in thinking, which is about bonds and capital projects. That's a whole other conversation. This is just talking about the money that we receive and are allowed to keep in order to keep the lights on, pay teachers and run day to day, month to month great schools school systems. So the state determines how much money each district is entitled to based on attendance, enrollment, student populations, special programs, etc. And so at the baseline numbers, the state says that Alpine is entitled to 9.4 million and Rankin is entitled to 3.2 million. Makes that sense. Makes that, sense, yeah. right? There's kind of that 3 to 1 ratio we were talking about where Alpine educates three times as many kids. So then how do we end up both at about 11 million? So there are some additional funds that each district receives because we offer special programs. So that's how Alpine gets up to almost close to that 11 million. But the big difference here is what we're going to talk about is what are called golden pennies. So let me kind of set the stage for this. The state sets the initial tax rate for each district. We think we set this locally. We do not. (laughs) The state has uh, tremendous control over this. So the state sets the tax rate. They say to Rankin and to Alpine, here's what your tax rate can be. And then on top of that, they say, well, yes, you can tax at that rate, but they determine how much of that we get to keep. So in Alpine, we get to keep all the money that we raise from our taxes. That's actually because we don't raise enough to get to that 9.4 million that the state says we can have. So we raise about six and a half million on our taxes. Rankin, they only get to keep about 10% of what they raise. Because again, the state said they could keep 3.2. They raise 55 million in tax revenue because of the value of the oil field properties in their district boundaries. So then again, like, okay, so the state equalizes it there. Where is this money coming from? So what happens is the state funding formula allows districts to um, add on or assess up to eight additional taxable pennies, which they call golden pennies. And what's different about these is the state allows districts to keep 100% of all of the revenue that they generate with these eight pennies. Now in Alpine, that we raise about $67,000 per penny of tax rate. And so we get to keep an additional $540,000. That's great. That is money we get to use to serve our 900 kids. But in Rankin, they get to keep $650,000 per penny. Nearly 10 times the amount. Nearly 10 times the amount. So they get to keep $5.5 million that gets added to their budget above and beyond the 3.2 that they're actually entitled to in the funding formula. And y'all think about those differences. Martin, you talked about that's a 10 to 1 difference. We yeah, get and they to have keep, so many less kids. And they have a third of the kids. So it actually ends up being a 30-fold difference when you look at it per pupil, which is wild. These numbers are not dependent on enrollment. And so this is how you end up with two amazing school districts in West Texas, but one receiving three times as much money. And so why I share this example, this is an example of an inequity in our state funding system. And if it were evened out, right, if we believe, hey, that funding that Rankin's getting, that's what it should take to educate children well or to equip a school system with what they need. If that were true, then Alpine's $11 million budget would actually look like a $33 million budget and imagine what we could do locally with that sort of funding. Yeah. 
And so again, it's not advocating that we raise taxes here. That's not the solution. Our funding wouldn't come from local, it would come from the state. But it's, it's calling out the inequities that exist in the system that entitles some children in some zip codes to a much higher funded education and others to less. And that's not fair. And our kids and our teachers and our staff deserve better. How does so, that change? Great question. Great question. And that's why we're talking about this now. As we go into the legislative session, um, this, fall, this work falls to the legislature. And so school districts, a, an important part of our work is to tell this story and to equip our community to understand this story and its implications so that we can communicate that to the legislatures, legislators who, will, who um, actually create the different funding formulas and the, the reasoning behind it. So that's why we talk about it now. And again, each week we'll talk a little bit of school finance because this is very, very important. There are very, very important implications of this for our kids and for our community. And of course, you know, homeowners, when they get their insurance estimate every, excuse me, their tax estimate every year, the highest portion goes to the Alpine ISD. So it does. It yeah. does. Absolutely. So this is, again, important implications at the personal level, like you're talking about, Martin, and also at the collective level as well. All right, so so school finance. Some of y'all might be like, "Oh my goodness, not something I want to know the ins and outs of." Again, we just want to build awareness. You did a fantastic awareness. job explaining it to folks. Well, I think, thank so. you, thank you. And I wanted to wrap up with a bit more fun. Not that school finance isn't fun; it's important, but maybe not the most joyful thing that we talk about. But this is one of my favorites, Martin. Every month we have a culture builder spotlight on each of our campuses. And as I've shared on multiple radio shows, culture um, is a huge focus this year and it comes from the top. It comes from leadership. So the culture that we want to continue to foster day over day in Alpine ISD and in Alpine, Texas is a focus on excellence, support, teamwork, and joy. And so what does that look like? We strive for that to look like our staff members seeking excellence every day, consistently supporting one another, collaborating with each other, championing each other, and having fun and choosing joy. Happy to be there. Yes, and they are. They are and serving kids to the best of their ability. So this is actually us championing each other and getting to tell the story of some of the great things that are happening in Alpine ISD. Well, start with the elementary school. All right. So elementary school, it is my honor to honor Miss Linda Cross, who is one of our pre-K-4 teachers, as our Alpine Elementary Culture Builder of the Month for the month of September. Right and on. I wanted to share a little bit about what Linda's peers have to say about her. So Linda is new to the um, education or school system side of child care. She has a rich uh, history of experience working in child care specifically. But she br and she brings that experience with her from working with that age group of kids. But many areas of classroom teaching, which is diff different than childcare, are new for her. And she has modeled a growth focus. How do you lean into and learn new things while also leveraging your strengths about loving kids and helping kids learn? So she continues to do the best every day. Um, and she also takes advice well and seeks out help. And she's like, I don't know how this part works. How can I do this better? She welcomes input from others so that she can grow her practice. And she comes to work every day with a smile and a positive outlook, outlook and her peers just love working with her. So we wanted to thank her for that focus on growth and joy and um, co collaborating with each other to the best interest of our kids. Congratulations, Linda, on doing such a great job. Yes. Over at the middle school. At the middle school, it is my honor to honor, remember last month I said I'd have a better phrase for that, but I don't one month later, um, to honor Anna Ibarra, who's our cafeteria manager and 
and also a custodian at Alpine Middle School. She works, Martin, this is no lie, she's working over 12 hours a day to serve our students, both as the cafeteria manager, and then after that shift, she works part-time as a custodian at that school as well. So talk about going above and beyond. Um, Leading by example, for absolutely, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. She takes amazing pride in all of her work, from the cafeteria to any part of the building. She is so responsible and always has a smile on her face and is willing to jump in and help out. She also, today's a great example of this, on Fridays, she cooks staff lunch for all of the staff at Alpine Middle School, which is just a delight, a really fun part of their week. So just thank you to Anna for all of the ways that you go above and beyond. You are always helping out our students and our staff. You're an amazing individual and we are so blessed to have you in the Fight and Buck family. Fantastic. And that leaves us with one more campus. All right. So at Alpine High School, we are honoring this month Mrs. Roby Golden, who is a high school math teacher at AHS. And here's what her coworkers had to say about her. Roby continues to go out of her way to support teachers around her and do things things outside of just her classroom. She always has a smile on her face and puts students' interests first. She exemplifies every single culture-building action that we, are, that we are striving for because she does it all. She supports our students at all times and does so with joy. She never complains. She champions me, this is from a fellow teacher, and tells me every time she sees me about the positive impact she sees me having on my students. Roby is a blessing to our kids, to our district, to me, and to all of Alpine. And I think about that closing statement when I think about these culture building awards. Our staff are blessings to our kids, to our district, and to all of Alpine. Well, they, the, all three are very deserving of the award, and congratulations to all three. Yes, thank you, Martin. As we wrap up this week, again, I'm just so grateful uh, to live and serve and work here in Alpine. Uh, we just have an amazing staff doing amazing things for kids every day. And so thankful for that opportunity and thankful to be part of Fighting Buck Nation. Well, thank you. And thank you for being here again this Friday. You have been listening to Buck Banter. It is brought to you every other Friday at 9.05 by the Alpine ISD School District.